Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Josh, and I'm your Push Coach. Thank you so much for joining me for season three of my podcast, where my mission is to help coaches, leaders, and entrepreneurs to find purpose and passion in their work while turning it into a six and even seven figure coaching business. But before we dive into today's episode, let me just share a little bit about me. After making only two sales in my entire first year of business, I've gone on to create a multi-million dollar coaching business, helping people just like you to find confidence, clarity, and become leaders that change the world. On this show, you're gonna get tools and resources that are gonna help you to make success easier than you ever thought possible. We're gonna help you reprogram your beliefs and mindset for success and create a program that gives your clients massive results. Also, I would love to give you a free copy of my brand new book, The Best Version of You. Head over to joshcoach.com to grab a copy and learn the exact strategies that I have used to build a multi-million dollar coaching business. I'm so excited to have you here today. Let's dive in. Okay, my friends, we are digging into chapter five today of The Best Version of You. If you are not on the email list and have not seen we are hosting a free book club in the month of June to go through my book together. And you can choose to um, listen to the audiobook, um, order a free copy at joshcoats.com, or when you just literally opt into the free book club, we will uh, give you the PDF version that you can read uh, on one of your devices. If you're interested in that, you can go to joshcoats.com. As of right now, the main button um, across like the middle video slash picture at the top it says join the book club for free, or you can go to joshcoats.com slash book club. Okay. Um, it's going to be a 30 day book club challenge. We're going to read the book together. We're going to have a weekly call where we do a breakdown of like three chapters at a time with some bonus coaching involved. Super pumped for this. So go to joshcoats.com hop on that. Okay. Chapter five, getting the universe on your side. I believe that there are principles that govern our universe that were put here to help us and protect us, but most people never learn how to use them, so it starts to feel like the universe is against us. Once you learn how these principles work, you, you start to realize just how simple it is to get the things you really want in life. I want to share the two principles that I believe are the core principles of the entire planet. Use them properly, and they will change your life forever. Ignore them and you will make life 100 times harder than it needs to be. The first is the law of sowing and reaping. This one is pretty simple. It says that what you sow is what you will reap. While this principle sounds underwhelmingly basic, there is a reason most people never take advantage of it. Almost everyone underestimates the amount of time it takes your seed to turn into a harvest. I want to take a second, and I just want you to close your eyes, as long as you're not driving, and visualize a flower. Imagine the most beautiful flower in the world. Pause for a couple seconds and just think about this flower. Now tell me this. Did you imagine the part of the flower that is above ground or underground? I've used this analogy since the very first event I ever put on, and only eight people were in attendance. And I didn't have proof of my analogy yet, but it was the thing that I was reminding myself of daily as I patiently waited for my flower to bloom. Using this analogy over and over, more than 95% of people admit that the only part of the flower they had imagined was the part above ground. No one really considers what had to exist below ground because that wasn't the end goal most people were going for. 
when we plant a flower seed, that seed is the flower. It contains everything that will ever be needed right inside of itself. But you would never plant that seed in the ground and then run over to your neighbor and start jumping and screaming, look, I have a beautiful flower. It's my favorite one. If you did, your neighbor might never invite you over again, or they might ask who your dealer is and what kind of prices you get. When you plant that seed, you know you have a flower, but you still don't have what you really want. So you water it, you make sure it gets enough sunshine, and you wait patiently. After a few days, you might get a little stem popping up, and once again, you could technically run over to your neighbor and say, look, I have a flower. They wouldn't be impressed. This is your first sign of outward proof, but it's still not what you want. You have to keep watering and protecting your seed until you eventually get what you want. You have to be very careful during this process not to get too frustrated by the rate of growth and just trust that one day you will have what you really want. You also have to be very careful not to compare your flower to someone else's who may have planted their flower long before you did. We tend to compare the flowers we planted yesterday to the flowers someone else planted months ago. And then we think there's something wrong with our flowers or something wrong with us. The flower analogy is how our goals work. You might have the greatest idea in the world for a new business or maybe even just a new idea for your current business. I need you to understand that you are the seed. And you already have everything you will ever need living on the inside but you will have to water that seed, give it light, and protect it. If you do, it will start to grow a little. But even when it does grow, you have to be very careful not to compare your one-month progress to someone else's 10-year progress. I also want you to remember that some flowers take a lot longer to grow and bloom than others. So don't compare your dream or your journey to anyone else's timeline. The person who has 10 pounds to lose may only need a few months to hit their goal weight. The person who needs to lose 100 pounds is not going to reach their goal as fast as the person who only needs to lose 10. That doesn't mean the person with 100 pounds can't reach their goal. It just means they have a different timeline. Comparison is one of the biggest threats to your success. I was just telling one of my groups today that you have to train yourself to see the world through abundance. It is your head voice, the voice of scarcity, that wants to see the success of others and use it as an excuse for why you can't do it. If they have more followers, scarcity says that it's not fair because you don't have as many followers, so the same thing could never work for you. Scarcity will always make an excuse for why you can't do what someone else can do. Abundance will look at someone else's success and thank them for paving a path for you. Abundance will see that there is something you can learn from them, even if you're not on the exact same path. I found myself looking at someone's post today on Instagram. It had 10 times the number of likes as my post. I immediately thought, this is ridiculous. This post isn't even very good. I say better things than this all the time. And then I stopped and asked myself, have you done everything he has done to have as many fans as he does? And then I realized that jealousy was causing me to criticize this person. This was feeding negative emotions. And even worse, I I realized that I couldn't possibly learn from this person and judge them at the same time. Here was someone who was doing things on the level I wanted to be. And instead of learning from him, my jealousy and ego were blocking me from the very lessons that could have got me to the place I wanted to go. The only way you don't get what you want in life 
is if you stop believing in the process and stop protecting your seed. The law of sowing and reaping really should be called the law of sowing and waiting. Please remember that your goal has nothing to do with your worth or whether or not you're good enough. The law of sowing and reaping says that anyone who sows the seed and gives it water and light will get a harvest. Imagine someone thinking they aren't worthy of getting a flower to grow. Doesn't that just sound ridiculous? And yet people say it about growing a business all the time. People say it about why they can't lose weight all the time. There are a ton, I promise you, there are a ton of assholes in the world who make plenty of money. Why is that? You might think it's because they cheated their way there and stepped on others to get what they wanted. And, and maybe they did, maybe they didn't. What I can tell you is that the laws of the universe do not play favorites. The only rule is that if you use them, they work. And if you don't use them, they don't work. I bet you could look at your life right now and show me several things you planted that you got a harvest from. They just might not be the things you really wanted. There are a lot of people who are much better at manifesting than they give themselves credit for. There are a lot of people who are living on a planet that provides plenty of natural and healthy food, but are eating chemicals and food invented in a lab and complaining that they can't get healthy or lose weight. They have planted unhealthy seeds for years and are reaping the harvest of it, just not the harvest they wanted. There are people who have continued to work in a job that doesn't fulfill them for years and feel like life isn't fair because they're stuck in a cycle. All of this time, there were more fulfilling jobs, but they kept showing up to the same terrible job and expecting different results. They're manifesting unfulfillment and boredom with their own power of sowing and reaping. The trick to getting your next level of success is realizing that you are powerful and can manifest huge things. You just have to pivot away from sowing destruction and decide instead to sow something productive. The law of seeking and finding. The next universal principle actually goes hand in hand with the last. This law says that you will find whatever you seek. Have you ever gotten a new car only to find that all of a sudden everyone has the same car? I'll never forget when I got my first brand new car. It was a Toyota 4Runner. I got the platinum package because I thought the rims were really nice and I really liked the touches of chrome on the running boards and the door handles. I also drove off the lot feeling pretty special. I knew the 4Runner was a, a pretty popular SUV, but since I'd bought the platinum package, I figured mine would be a little bit different. I'm an Enneagram 3 with just enough four-wing to be confusing. Google the Enneagram personality types and get ready for a world of fun. The three in me wants to fit in and impress everyone. The four in me, my musician nature, feels the need to be different than everyone else. So I tend to be the most creative person in my normal friend groups and the most basic person in my creative friend groups. I felt like my forerunner was the perfect blend of a popular car with its own touch. I was wrong. The second I drove off the lot, I started to see forerunners everywhere, and almost every single one of them was black like mine and had the platinum package. I had bought the most basic car in the world, or at least that's what it felt like. But is that really the truth? Of course not. The number of forerunners sold each year is less than 140,000 with a population of 313 million in the U.S., out of 140,000, I 
doubt more than 50% are black and platinum with probably only 15 to 20% at best. That means there might be 28,000 SUVs like mine in the whole country. To go further into math, because I like just really love math, that means that 0.0089 of 1% of people have an SUV just like mine. That's fewer than one out of every 100,000 people, and only 1 million people live in Tulsa and all of its suburbs combined. So why in the world was I seeing so many cars just like mine? The minute you purchase a vehicle, you make yourself more aware of that car's make and model and all of the special features about it. You have just proven the law of seeking and finding. This is why it's so dangerous to develop negative thoughts about yourself. Like I mentioned in a previous chapter, our limiting beliefs are constantly looking for a story to justify our fears and our excuses. The same way our brain can spot the chrome door handles on a black forerunner passing us on the highway is the same way it can identify anything else we program it to look for. If you say day in and day out that you're ugly, you'll start to notice every single thing about your body and appearance that you don't like. If you say over and over that you just can't be successful because you've never been good at anything, you will start to see every part of your business that you suck at. The difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is not their potential. It's just their ability to see their potential. Unsuccessful people have trained themselves to find all of their weaknesses, even though their strengths have been there all along. Successful people have trained themselves to find all of their strengths, even though their weaknesses have been there all along. The person who planted the flower has every right to get that flower. But there are so many people out there actually doing the work it takes to get the flower who are sabotaging the whole process by choosing to see something else. The number one reason people give up on working toward their flower is that they have trained themselves to find lack and failure, so that's all they see. And you can only take so many failures without getting a win before you're destined to give up. This is why learning how to coach yourself is so important. You need to know the work that needs to be done, but you also have to work to retrain yourself to actually look for and even receive those things you want. There is a really big difference between wanting something and wishing for something. What I see most people doing is wishing they could have something, but not actually wanting it bad enough to make the shifts that are needed to get it. Even when we think we are willing to make the shifts, we underestimate how much time it will actually take for our seed to grow and how much internal work it will take just to allow it to happen. I have a few affirmations I use to self-coach and work on aligning myself with my creator. I call them trust affirmations. Some of the trust affirmations I do, like my because affirmations, are geared at getting me to do the right work. But my trust affirmations are geared at training myself to trust the universe and to be patient in waiting for the things I'm working toward. As I'm writing this book, I went through a little funk in my business. I just released my new life coach certification program, and in its first month, it did six figures. That was amazing. We had 30 people going through the beta round, and I was so high on energy. Between writing this book and creating the curriculum for these life coaches, I was feeling all the feels, but the very next month, there was no certification to release. We do them in three-month rounds. 
And my sales in my first business took a hit because the amount of energy I had put into launching this new program. It happened again. The same thing I talked about in the intro of my book. I allowed myself to turn a four out of 10 problem into a 40 out of 10 problem. I started thinking, maybe this was the wrong move. Maybe launching a new program killed all of my other programs. Maybe now that I'm certifying life coaches, no one else thinks my groups apply to them anymore. I got in a bit of a mental funk. I put out a mini course that usually gets everyone super excited. Usually my mini courses get 200 to 300 signups, make several thousands of dollars for very little work, and I have a super high upsell rate into my other courses. Before it's all said and done, the mini course sales add to the upsell, and so it brings in tens of thousands of dollars over a one-week span. This one got 70 to 80 signups, and only 10 to 15 people were even showing up for the calls. Almost no upsells. What is going on, I thought to myself. For a few weeks, I was talking to myself off the figurative ledge after every day. I would crank up my motivation playlist on Spotify, push through my workouts. I was showing up on calls with even more pre-workout in my system, but people were just not responding. It turns out that one of the companies I work with a lot was having a huge slump in their whole company. A company full of health and fitness coaches, probably half of the company has done one of my training sessions at some point, had the biggest slump in recent history. As the world was opening back up after a long pandemic, more people than ever were heading back to the gym and wanting, wanted nothing to do with virtual programs. They wanted to take a class with their friends that they had missed out on for the last year and a half. They wanted to get out of the house and see real people in person. I'm usually really good about not responding to anyone else's energy, but this time it, it just got me. Their lack of sales was causing few people to sign up for my courses, and confidence was taking a hit. The ones who were in my courses were losing hope and avoiding the calls altogether. Thankfully, I finally pulled my head out of my ass. I asked myself some powerful questions. When did you get so spoiled? that you need other people to be excited. Do you remember your whole first year when no one in the world but your mom and sister liked your posts, but you did it anyways? Do you remember when you met every person you knew at Starbucks to give them free coaching and not one single person ended up hiring you? Remember when only eight people showed up at your first event and you gave the most powerful presentation to this day but made $0? I asked myself, why were you so excited? Because people were cheering for you or because you knew people needed you? What daily tasks were you doing that lit you up and filled your tank? I realized that in raising a sales team this year, which was absolutely amazing, I had grown a little lazy with some of the things on my daily to-do list that kept my confidence growing. Another random thing, I had started listening to a lot of audiobooks and I had gotten away from sitting down with a physical copy of a book and a highlighter. It's great to listen on the go for extra learning time, but there's something magical and intentional about sitting down and reading a book with no other distractions. I got back to sowing the right seed by crushing my to-do list. It felt amazing, but I also knew I needed to step up my trust game. I needed to spend extra time meditating on trust affirmations. After I crushed my to-do list, I went out to the pool. I'd put on some relaxing music, get in my little pool hammock, and allowed myself to just float around. I pulled out one of my oldest trust affirmations in the book, and I would just say over and over and over, I'm in the right place at the right time, connecting with the right people and learning the next right lesson. 
I would do this for 15 to 30 minutes, just depending on how long I had until the kids got home from school. I woke up the next day feeling like a champion. I crushed my to-do list, made time for reading a physical copy of a book, and headed out to the pool to do my affirmations. I'm in the right place at the right time, connecting with the right people, and learning the next right lesson. Fast forward a few days, and I got a text from someone who had been number one in that same health and fitness company. It read, Josh, I need help. Some of the things I was doing aren't working anymore, and I think I need a push coach. I also have three other friends who need your help too. That conversation led to a few more conversations and led to setting up a workshop in Scottsdale to meet with another five people. Those conversations led to putting on a virtual leadership summit for both their company and for anyone else who wanted to, do, to attend. Total coincidence or not, a new friend I had just met via a podcast lives in Scottsdale, and we decided to meet up while I was there. Another coincidence, one of my mentors put together a last-minute engagement party, invited Jenny and myself to attend, where we would get to spend the day with an entire group full of other successful entrepreneurs. This event was taking place in the same city that one of my best friends, Rob Pearson, lived in. I got to spend one day with Rob and another day at the engagement party. All of this because I flipped a switch. You could say that I raised my frequency. The reality is all of the people I connected with within one to two weeks were all people I'd already had connections with in one way or another. They were like the platinum forerunners that had always been on the street, but now I was looking for them. The reality is I could have flipped that switch at any time, but I got busy creating resources for my life coach certification program, and I forgot that the best version of me can figure anything out. I got caught up in the low energy of a few of my clients and forgot that the best version of me will always figure it out. Maybe I got too dependent on my sales team and marketing and forgot that the best version of me will figure it out. As I'm writing this book, I'm still human. I still forget sometimes just how powerful I really am when I feed my heart and starve my doubts. That's why we all have to keep coaching ourselves. No matter how far you think you've come, no matter how far ahead you may get, you have to keep putting work in to be the best version of yourself. I've said so many times that the best version of you or the worst version of you is only three to six months away. The one you become has everything to do with the choices you make each day. You can reap anything you sow, but remember, you will also have to put an intentional effort into seeking it. You can't just work for it. You also have to imagine it, believe you can have it, and even call out to it. That is how you get the universe on your side. You understand that the universe is already on your side. The universe has given you all you need. All of the black forerunners, health, wealth, and so on are sitting right under your nose. You just have to seek if you want to find. Excerpt from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I bargained with life for a penny and life would pay no more. However, I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is just an employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you set the wages, why, you must bear the task. I worked for a menial's hire only to learn, dismayed, that one wage I had asked of life, life would have willingly paid. Coaching questions. Number one. What are three things you need to do daily to work towards your goals? Number two, what are a few ways you can make sure you are working on the underground process of growth 
and not just obsessing over the external growth of your flower. Three, how many times have you noticed the make and model of your car on the road? Number four, what are you willing to do to find your dreams as easily as you find your car? Thanks for hanging with me today, friends. I appreciate you so much. Don't forget joshcoats.com slash book club would love to spend the next 30 days and spend the whole month of June with you. I'll also be in San Antonio, June 22nd for our pre-summit event that we do every year called the power of I am. You can grab tickets for that at joshcoats.com as well. I love you. I believe you. Please remember everything you need living on the inside and all the resources you'll ever need are right under your nose. Love you so much. And I will see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Your Push Coach. I hope you enjoyed so much of this deep dive into the tips and strategies you can use to build your coaching business. If you want to hear more episodes just like this, please make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get notified when a new episode releases every week. Also, make sure and tag me over on your stories wherever you're listening to the show so that I can share them over to my stories. Remember, you are worthy of everything you want in life. You are capable of everything you want in life. You have infinite creativity and wisdom and life and love living on the inside of you. So go be a light today in the people you serve. I will see you next time.